Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice.
God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. God loves for us to praise him. The Bible lets us know that it is right and fitting for the righteous to praise him. Now, if you don't like praising God, if you don't really enjoy praising God, you may need to check whether or not you are righteous. The Bible says it is right and fitting for the righteous to praise him. It's, it's just it's just fit. It just fits. I was talking with one of the saints earlier today about uh, something that, that has just really been revealed to me in regards to shirts that are tailored to, tailored to my body and suits that are tailored to my body. For years I've been wearing shirts that just off the rack and suits just off the rack and, and didn't even realize that when you have items tailored to your body, it, 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 it just fits so much better and it just, just looks so much better. Well, the Bible says it's right and fitting for the righteous to praise God. It just fits well. When you have clothes that have been tailored to your body, they just fit very well. It just slips on your body very well. As children of God, praise and worship of our, of our God, it just fits in our, in our being. It just fits in our spirit and in our soul. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic entitled Seed Time and Harvest. Seed Time. Understanding that 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 there is a time for seed. See, you can watch this now, and God is giving this to me right now. You can plant seed at the wrong time. Good seed. Seed full of potential and full of promise, but plant it or sow it at the wrong time, and you get nothing, and it not grow. So understand that that whatever seed you uh, plan to sow, whatever seed you plan to plant, understand that there is a God-ordained time for that seed. Seed time and harvest. You can plant good seed at the wrong time and miss the harvest because the seed was not planted at the right time. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? It, 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 you know, there's a certain time that God wants you to give your gift to the church. There's a certain time that God wants you to give your flowers to your loved ones. God said, why are you giving flowers to, to a loved one that has passed away? Why are you giving beautiful things to to an individual that, that can no longer enjoy them? There's a time. The Bible lets us know there's a proper time and procedure, that there's a time and a place. We want the gifts that we receive from God. We want them at, at, at certain times. You know, we don't, we don't want God to come uh, blessing us with a wife, a good wife, after we have passed away, or blessing us with a good job after we have falling into a coma, or we want the blessings from God to come at the proper and the appointed time. Well, the same way we want the blessings of God at the appointed time, God wants you and I to sow the seeds that he has uh, unctioned us to sow at the proper time. Seed time. Then just say seed Said descriptive, but new international version. Check that in the in the King James ver in the uh, King James version. Check um, Genesis chapter eight and verse twenty-two, and see if it says seed time and harvest. There is a proper time for our seeds. You know, 
We talked about how everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we think, it's a seed. It's a seed. What is running through your mind right now, it's a seed. The words, Jesus told his disciples, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Meaning what? Meaning that if you, Jesus said, look, if you accept the words that I am speaking unto you, they will take you and they will usher you into eternal life. They are spirit. The words are spirit. Words are spirit. Jesus said, now my words are not just spirit. My words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. So God says, look, the more you listen and take in my words, the more of the abundant life you will receive. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. God says you can't get to the abundant life without abundant word. Abundant life. Don't get that down now. Some of you all that are taking up, get that. Abundant life must be preceded by abundant word. All right, come on now. Let's, let's, look, at it. let's, let's look at it in human terms. An abundant harvest must be preceded by what? Abundant seed. Now you want a lot of harvest. You want you want a lot of crops. We've we've got a field right across the street from our church building. Now, I've been watching this this individual out here, the owner of these of this land for about the last twenty five, twenty seven years. And at the appointed time, at the proper time, just about every year, he'll come out and what? Sow his seed. And he will sow abundant seed. Why? Because he wants an abundant harvest. If you want an abundant harvest, God says, then you need to be prepared for abundant seed sowing. If we want abundant life, then we've got to position ourselves so that we are receiving abundant word. If God's word is spirit and is life and we want life, then God says, then you've got to get my word. You've got to get my word. Bless the name. Of the Lord Jesus. So we looked at seed time. We're looking at seed. Is it in there? What do we what do we say in Genesis eight and twenty two? What does it say in the King James? Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty two, from the King James. Praise God. Uh huh. Uh huh. Praise God. Seed time. So keep in mind that that your seeds, there is an appointed time for your seed. All right? You know, I, I one of the deacons, we he and I were just talking uh, some time ago. Uh, there have been some, some job opportunities that he had been waiting for uh, in other countries, and they had not been moving according just as, as quickly as he wanted them to, to, to move. But because of his expertise and because of his training and his degree, Many other uh, very high-paying jobs had presented themselves and, and made offers to him to work. But because he was waiting on the position overseas, he did not uh, take those positions. Well, he went back, and we were, we were looking back at some of those positions, but guess what? Some of those positions had already been had been filled, had already been taken. What are you saying? Understand that the blessings of God, there is a there is a window of opportunity for what God wants to do in your life. There's a window of opportunity. See, 
God's blessings come at certain times. God's blessings come at certain seasons. And there are some blessings, if we miss them, it's done. We just missed that blessing. All right. Now, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit before we even go any further. Go quickly. And we've talked about this so many times uh, over the years. In the book of Acts, chapter 10. And what we just say, that God's blessings have what? A particular time, a particular season. In other words, there's a time that you've got to get on that blessing from God, or you can miss it. Now, your plane at the airport is scheduled to leave at 10 p.m. You got caught in traffic, or you had some issues at home, and you get to the airport at 10.35. Plane is gone. Maybe you can catch the next plane, but that plane... It's going to look at Acts chapter 10, verse what? Nine. Acts chapter 10, verse 9. Here is an example of blessings being for a appointed time. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, About noon the following day, as they were on their journey, and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles of the earth, birds of the air. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Now, this voice was Jesus. You say, Apostle, why is that important? That's important because God is going to tell you to take advantage of your blessings at the appointed time. God knows that the blessing is only for a certain amount of time. And God is saying, look, I know what you want. God says, I know what you need. God says, here it is, but it's only here for a while. Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. God says, here, now is the time for you to get this blessing. Now is the time for you to get what it is that you've been praying for and what you've been asking for. Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. And Peter's response was, surely what? not, Lord. Surely not. Lord. Now, Peter didn't miss this blessing because of the devil. Peter didn't miss this blessing because of his enemies. Peter didn't miss this blessing because of a witch was working against him. Peter missed this blessing because he didn't do what God said. And God said, that's the only thing that can keep you from my blessings is when you don't do what I have told you to do. God said, the blessing, God said, I made the blessing available. I told you to get it. I told you how to get it. I told you when to get it. And you said, surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now, now see, here's the thing. Peter is trying to explain to God why he is disobeying God. I see this in so many countries, so many places I visit. 
You can't well, well, get this down in your notes. You can't. Ex, you cannot explain to God why you didn't do what God told you to do. You cannot explain to God why you didn't do what God told you to do. We can't. We can't do it. We we can't do it. We we we. God says it's not possible. So now here is Peter missing this whole level of blessings, not because of any outside force, any outside entity, anybody, but because of his own stubborn refusal to obey God. God said, look, I open doors for you that no one can close. God says, if I be for you, who, God says, explain that to me. Who can be against you? God says, who can stop me, the creator of all things, the preserver of life? What witch can stop me when I want to bless you? What demon can stop me? What, what, what devil can hold back my hands when I decide to bless you? If God be for us, God says, who, who, who can be against who? God says, I've decided to bless you, Peter. I've decided to give you that which you have been praying for. I let down the sheet from heaven. No devil could stop me from letting it down. I presented to you exactly what you had been asking for. No enemy could stop me. But then when I put it right here before you, you said, surely not. Peter, you stopped your own blessing. May we not stop our own blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray right now in your precious name that we don't stop our own blessings, that we receive that which you have presented and prepared for us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. God said, I'm going to give you a second time to get this blessing. God said, because I love you so much and I really want you blessed by this, I'm going to give you a second chance. Remember, uh, uh, Minister Briley used to say something here years ago. I don't know if you all remember. She made a statement. She said, some things God doesn't say but one time. But God, this particular instance here, God said, the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. God said, okay. All right, since you don't want this blessing, God said, I'll take it right back to heaven. God said, since you don't want this blessing, then you won't get this blessing. God said, the same way I can give it, I can take it away. away. (laughs) May God not have to take any of our blessings away in the name of Jesus Christ. Seed time and harvest. Saints, let's take a look very briefly here. We're going to be looking in uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 22. Romans chapter 6, verse 22. 
Now, we looked at capital A, as long as the earth remains, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, Genesis chapter 1, verse 22, and it brought us down to capital B, a man reaps what he sows. We looked last night at Galatians, or yesterday at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, and it brings us down to Romans chapter 6 and verse 22, Romans chapter 6, verse 22. The Apostle Paul asks, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. Capital B, a man reaps what he sows. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today for another beautiful day that you have made. The birds are singing, the winds are blowing, Father, the sun is shining. We thank you, Father, for this is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Father, you have allowed our spirits to remain in these natural bodies one more time. You have given us life health, strength. We appreciate you. We worship you. We reverence you. We pray, Father, that you will speak in our midst today. We're not asking for your presence, Father, because you've already told us that where two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would be in the midst. So rather than ask you for your presence, Father, we thank you for your presence. We know that you are here. You are in us. You are around us. You are watching us. You are here with us. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, give us words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that your people in the four corners of the earth, whenever they hear this broadcast, may they be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That whatever your people are going through, Father, you know the condition, you know the circumstances of each one of our lives. May your wisdom Meet us at the point of our need. Give words of knowledge and wisdom that will take your people from where they are and take them closer to exactly where you want them to be. And Father, as you do these things for us, we will give your name, which is above all other names, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And amen. Amen reaps what he sows. Now, as you look at Romans chapter 6, verses 15 through 23, it deals with us being slaves, as children of God, slaves to righteousness. All right? Slaves to righteousness. God wants you and I to be slaves to righteousness. What does that mean? That means that we are compelled to do the right thing. God wants you and I to be compelled, to be overwhelmed in just doing the right thing. We find ourselves in a situation, whatever the situation is, we have the right thing on one side, we have the wrong thing on the other side. God wants us to be compelled to do the right thing. Slaves to righteousness. Now, Paul says, 
says in verse 19, he says, I put this in human terms. Paul says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a parable so that you can understand how this thing, what, works. God gives us parables to help us understand how things work. We talk about the church. What is the church? Is it the Christian center? Is it redeemed? Is it, uh, what is the church? We, who is we? Who? The body of Christ. We're the, the temple. All right. So, so guys, look, I'm going to give you an example from your natural body as to how the church, which is the spiritual body, operates. In the physical body, every part belongs to all the other parts. My toe on my right foot belongs to my left foot just as much as it belongs to my right foot because it is a part of the body. My right foot can't say, well, that's my toe. The left foot can say, even though it's over there on, on the right side, it's my toe too because I'm part of the body. What does that mean? That whatever God has placed within you is meant for the whole body of Christ. If you are a pastor, you're not just a pastor in the Christian center. You're not just a pastor in Redeemed. You're not just a pastor in, in, in uh, Faith Tabernacle. You're not just a pastor in CPM. You are a pastor to the body of Christ. So wherever God sends you or wherever God places you, that pastoral gift, it is just as much uh, uh, the saints in Africa if you're a pastor in the United States, you belong just as much to the saints in Africa as the saints in the United States, or the saints in China as you do the saints in the United States. You belong, you're, you as a child of God, you belong to the whole body of Christ. Now, here's where we get in trouble. We can limit ourselves. I hear people talk about my pastor, my church. What do you mean, your pastor? What do you mean, what exactly do you mean, your church? Jesus said, upon this rock shall I build my church. Jesus said, the church is mine. Upon this rock shall I build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against. But God said, look, the church belongs to me. So wherever there are two or three gathered together in the name, that's the church. That's church. Huh? Oh, okay, all right, I hear the parable coming. Talk about that for a little bit. Well... Everybody, uh, people that don't know who Voltron is, Voltron is a cartoon from the 80s. And when, you know, in times of doubt, these five people would come together to make this giant, you know, robot machine that would fight the evil because normally the person that they were fighting against would be giant. They would be five separate people. But once they got in their separate vehicles, you know, they all came together and were able to defeat the bad guy. And, you know, that's how the church is. We have to understand that even though we may be in five different locations, we, as together, we can defeat the evil, which is Satan. All right, so you got one church in different locations. Same church. There's only one Lord, there's only one faith, there's only one baptism. Now, when we don't understand that, then now what we are doing, picture my foot was way over there somewhere, my arms were, were down the street down that way, my, and this is how the adversary wants us. 
He wants us divided because the body does its best work together. Even in the gospel, we're talking natural. We're talking human terms. Is your body, your natural body, going to work better all together like God made it or with your head way over there, your feet way down there somewhere, your, 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 your back over here somewhere? Which one is going to, is your body going to work better together? Or, or which way is, your, is the body going to work better when it's together? So it is with the body of Christ when we are together. The Holy Spirit did not even come and fill the believers until they were all together. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit said, look, I'm not even coming in. You all over here, you all over here. Holy Spirit said, hey, we waited, waited for 50 days until they were all together, the Bible says, on what? One accord. Holy Spirit said, now I'm going to come in. God wants to bring us to a place of oneness. You shouldn't have one thing being preached in in uh, South Africa, another thing being preached in North Carolina, another thing being preached in the Soviet Union, another thing being preached in Brazil. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one Holy Spirit. There's one Holy Spirit. Either God said that or he did not. Either God has told you to do that or he didn't. Either that is sound doctrine or it is not. Either that is in line with the word of God or it is not. Also, I'm going to put this in human terms. Because you are weak in your natural selves. Now, one of the things we've got to understand, in our natural selves, we all are weak. Jesus said the flesh is what? The, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. All of our flesh is weak. That, that, that's what it is. This is, the, this is the weak side of us right over here. The weak, the sinful side. So God said, look, that's why I'm not telling you to operate in the flesh. That's why I'm telling you to operate in the spirit. Because everybody's flesh is weak. Pastor's flesh is weak, just like your flesh is weak. There's, God said, look, there's no good thing that what? Dwells in the flesh. God says that they, they that are in the flesh cannot please me. So God said, look, we come on out of this. God said, look, uh, come on. Come on over here in the spirit. And when we come over in the spirit, we please God. When we come over in the spirit, the blessings of God are able to, to flow and the blessings of God. When we come up, Paul said, look, I'm put this in human terms because you're weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to what? Righteousness leading to holiness. Paul said, look, Paul said, let me tell you how this thing worked. When you were unsaved, you offered your parts of your body as slaves to the devil. You were doing just what the devil told you to do. You were doing the evil that he was telling you to do. But now that you are born again, he said, offer the parts of your body as what? What did he say? As slavery to righteousness. Paul said, you understand slavery? Because before you were saved, you were offering the parts of your body as slavery to what? To sin. 
to wickedness. Now, just offer the parts of your body as slavery to righteousness. Leading to holiness. Paul says, when you were slaves, verse 20, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. When you were slaves to sin, you, you weren't doing what God said. You were not doing how God said. But now, now he come back and he asks, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed? Paul said, think back now. Think back. It's important to remember how you were prior to salvation. What benefit did you get out of that life? How did, it, how did that life really turn out for you? What benefit did you get from those things that you are now ashamed of? Those things resulted in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. What are you saying, Apostle? The more now that we offer ourselves to God, the more now that we submit ourselves to the voice of God, God says the more holy you will become. God says the more like me you will become. God says, look, here's how it works, Robert. The more you listen to me, God says, the more you will become like me. God says, the more you don't listen to me, the more you will become like Satan. God says, the more you think my word, the more your thoughts will become like mine. The more you don't think my words, the more your thoughts will become like Satan. Satan thinks. His thoughts are just perverted. His thoughts are just corrupt. His thoughts are just wrong. But Satan thinks. Satan speaks. So God says to us, look, the benefit you reap from offering your, the parts of your body as slaves to righteousness, God says it leads to holiness. And what is holiness? It's godly character. It's godly character. The Bible says, and the result is eternal life. So God's got, watch this now, God's got good things for us as we listen to him. And the ultimate goal of listening to God, one of the, one of the, the, primary, one of the, the, the primary goals to listen to God is, is holiness. In other words, we become like God. But God says, as you continue to listen to me, you're going to end up at a destination of eternal life. All right, now watch this now. Picture this. And the Lord has given me this parable. Let's say I take and put on the floor some pennies. A little bit further on, I put some nickels. Remember we were going over the pennies? The pennies is one cent. Nickels is five cent. Dimes is ten cent. Quarters is 25 cent. And then I put a dollar. Then I put five dollars. Then I put ten dollars. And at the end of the road, I put $100. Now, but I said to you, all right, now you got to, you got to walk, you got to keep moving along this road in order to get to that $100. Well, what happens when we get the pennies? Are pennies blessings? They're blessings. They're small blessings. Are, are nickels blessings? Yeah, they're a little bit bigger than pennies, but they're not as big as $100. And, uh, what about dimes? Yeah, they're bigger than nickels, but they're not quite as big as $100. As we keep moving, so what, what God is letting us know is that as we keep moving with him, we receive smaller 
blessings, we receive some small that lead to even bigger blessings. Eternal life is the biggest blessing that we can receive. Just like a $100 bill is the largest currency that we have. Is there a bill any larger than a $100 bill? There's no such thing as a $1,000 bill. $100 bill is the largest. Penny is the smallest. But a penny is a blessing. Not as big as a hundred, but it is a blessing. So as we move with God, we, we, we're picking up blessings. Some of your blessings will be penny blessings. Some of your blessings will be nickel blessings. We're talking parable now. Some of your blessings will be dime blessings. Some of your blessings will be quarter blessings. Some of your blessings will be dollar blessings, $5 blessings, $10 blessings. But then God says at the end of the day, there's a $100 blessing. There's a hundred. The benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. That's what we're shooting for. That's what we're aiming for. For the wages of sin is, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. A man reaps what he sows. Offering our, our body to God. As an instrument. Yeah, you know, you look around here. We got instruments. Most everything in this church building is an instrument. Watch this. Watch this now. If I want to build muscle, if I want to build up my chest, what's the instrument in this church building we will use? Somebody point. Bench press. If I want to strengthen my cardiovascular endurance and, and, and be, the instrument is this treadmill. If I want to make melodies and, 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 and some sounds that I can sing praises to God, what the instrument is the keyboard. If I want to get a nice percussion, a nice percussion riff, the instrument is bongos, drums. Everything in here is an instrument. If we want more light in this area right here, what's the instrument? The fan? The light in the fan. The fan will give us some wind. So everything, everything is an instrument. Well, you know, what do we do with instruments that do not perform what we want them to perform? What do we do? Eventually, we're going to throw them in the trash can. Why did we go over to that, that ministry house the other day and get rid of so much of that stuff? We didn't see it as being beneficial. Now, we put it out on the trash pile, and immediately one man came by and said, he said, he said Doc, he said, can I, can I go through your, your trash? I said, you're welcome to anything that you see in there. He said, I saw a mattress in there that I want to get. I said, you go ahead, anything in there you want to get. Well, we saw it as being trash or not work, but he saw it as being something. People may see you as being trash, but I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that God sees you as being something. God sees your potential. People oftentimes will see your failures, your shortcomings, your weaknesses, your sins, but God sees your potential. This is why I encourage you under the sound of my voice, those of you that are listening to this broadcast, don't focus in on what people see you as. Focus in on how God sees you. God sees your potential. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you are full of potential. God can take you from shepherding a few little sheep and make you the king over the nation of Israel. God can take you from being a slave girl and have you queen of the nation of Israel. God can take you out of a cistern 
have you prime minister in all of Egypt. God can do anything with you that he wants to do. But I encourage you, you've got to present yourself as an instrument. You can't be an instrument that won't let the master use it. This keyboard, if this keyboard wouldn't let me play it, I turn the keyboard on, it turn itself off. I hit one key, it play another key. Eventually, what am I going to do with this keyboard? Throw it out, put it, throw it in the trash. Well, that's what happens to people that will not allow themselves to be slaves to righteousness. God says, I want to use you. The same way you want to use instruments in your environment, God says, I want to use you. I want to use your mouth so that I can speak through you. I want to use your hands so that, you can, so that I can do my work through your hands. I want to use your mind so that you can think my thoughts. God says, I want to use you. Present your body as living sacrifices. Romans chapter 12, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual what? Act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. God said, I want to renew your mind. God says, when I saved you, I gave you a new spirit, but now you've got to let me give you a new mind. Some children of God, they have received the spirit of God, but they're still trying to think with the old mind. God said, that's not going to work. They've been saved, but they're still thinking the old thoughts, still thinking like that. We are citizens of heaven now. Never mind Nigeria. Never mind the United States. Never mind whatever country you are from under the sound of my voice. If you are a child of God, you are a citizen of heaven, and our responsibility is to represent heaven wherever we go. Yeah, Twilight Zone is a famous show from the 60s, you know, sci-fi show. And there's one episode in particular called To Serve Man, and it's basically these aliens coming to Earth, and they're basically, you know, doing things the right way. But all the, all the while, they're serving their purpose. We don't know their purpose to the end of, you know, the show, which is to serve man, to basically cook these people, take them back to their home planet, and to eat them. So, you know, basically, you know, they are serving their country or serving their planet, even though they're far away, which we need to do, you know, be servants of heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. All right. Praise God. Our job as children of God is to bring the order the decency of heaven to bring it to the earth. The way things are done in heaven, we're to bring them to the earth. What do we ask for in what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done where? In earth. It's not on earth. Check it, check it, check it out. Check it in. It's in earth as it is in heaven. Our job is to help that to come to pass. Our job as children of God is to help the per to help God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, which is being done in heavenly realms. We're, our job is to help make that happen right here. What are our Nigerian brothers and sisters are doing? Now, they're not very used to some of our food. So what do they do? When we went to the uh, Walmart, uh, 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 Sister Esther asked for some pepper and some other ingredients so that we can bring the taste of our Nigerian food right here to the United States. 
because there's a certain way they like their food prepared, just like there's a certain way we like our food prepared. It's not that anybody's way is right or anybody's way is wrong. It's just that we have different tastes. Well, what they want to do, they want to bring the taste of what they're used to right here. Sometimes I'll be in Nigeria for months, and I'll be longing for a cheeseburger. I'll be like, man, you hear me sometimes I call on the phone. I just want a cheeseburger. Why? Because that's something that I'm used to in our culture that's not very, very popular in their culture. Well, understand, we are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We should be longing for the order of God to be here in the earth. We should be longing, just as our Nigerian brothers and sisters are longing for the, the taste of some egusi soup, some ekbono soup, some, some gari, some, just they're longing for, we're supposed to, as children of God, we're supposed to be longing for the good, pleasing, and perfect will to be done in the earth as it is in the heaven. A man reaps what he sows. Let us present ourselves ourself it's not so much god's little money god said what what, what what your money your money god said first of all it's mine anyway god said i'm more impressed with an offering of you than any amount of money you can give god says what i want is you present your body as living sack present your body god says what i want is you god says when i come back when I send my son jesus christ into the cloud he's not coming back for anybody's tithe he's not coming back for anybody's offering Christ is not calling your tithe up into the clouds. He's not calling your offering. He's not, uh-uh. He's not. Now, this is not to say that we don't accept, you know, uh, donations. But understand that the most important thing God wants from you is you. He wants you. Because once he gets you, he'll get your money. Once he gets you, he'll get your talent. Once he gets you, he'll get your gift. Once he gets you, everything associated with you will come in the pack, but he wants you. Present your body as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. May we present ourselves as slaves to righteousness, slaves to the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit tell us, let us do. Wherever the Holy Spirit tell us to go, let us go. Whatever the Holy Spirit tell us to give, let us to get, and we will be blessed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray that your words, that are unlike any other words in creation, will do exactly what they have been purposed and accomplished to do. As the rains come from heaven and do not return until they have done that which they were purposed and accomplished to do, may your word as it has gone out today, do in the lives of your people, in the four corners of the earth, everything that it was purposed and accomplished to do. We give you glory in advance, Father, because we trust that you're going to do this for us in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that you watch over us, Father, as we part one from another, and may your people uh, be blessed and have a blessed day. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianconcernchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. 
Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Precast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you. Heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.